Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your hosts, Chris Schubert, here floating around producing this thing. We are from the Draft Network, and we're brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. Of course, the basketball season is back, and you'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting free contests and giveaways all season long. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. It's BetOnline, and it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy National Fried Chicken Sandwich Day to you. Mm. Your favorite place to get a fried chicken sandwich is where? I am still a Chick-fil-A guy for a fried chicken sandwich. I like Popeyes. I like Bojangles. But to me, the best one, still a Chick-fil-A. I don't think that's blasphemous. The pickle, right? You like this, the hot one or do you like the regular one? I know, You know what's funny? I, I feel like... My knee-jerk reaction to that was going to be that I like the regular one, but every time I go, I get the spicy one. Every time. So well, I like I the spicy that, one. That probably answers our question. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine that reality. that does. Does. What about you? What, what What's your uh, fried chicken? Chick-fil-A. Sand- Chick-fil-A. Okay. Christopher, I don't have too many options up here where I'm at, so Chick-fil-A it is. Uh, the KFC fried chicken sandwich is an underrated sandwich. That would be it is my good. selection. Yeah. The spicy I, version, please. I, I got to be honest. I couldn't tell you the last time I had KFC. It's fair. It's fair. It's probably not your go-to, but I will tell you that I, I do this thing that anytime a new establishment burnings out their version of the chicken sandwich, I'll go and get one to try it, to compare it to yeah. the rest. And so I did that <laughs> with the KFC one, and it I found love. What was the one that just happened? And, like, they, like, ran out? Well, the Popeyes like three ran years out. ago? Popeyes. Was it, was Popeyes. it the Popeyes one? The, the Popeyes I never had it. Out. I never got around to it. Well, you're missing out because that's that one's special. They're all special, but that one was special. Hold on. I need to see if I got Popeyes on DoorDash here. I, I thought, Kyle, I thought you might go with Zaxby's. I feel like every time you get a chance to shout them out. Yeah, hey, I just love it, the tagline. Come sponsor us if you want. If I you want to be. I just love the tagline. We, we will make you our favorite uh, fried chicken sandwich with a, uh, with a sponsorship to the podcast. So uh, if you're out there. Oh, my goodness us. gracious. I have a Popeyes that delivers. I mean, for the bit of the show, you have to DoorDash it while we're here, right? Uh, The spicy chicken sandwich combo? Yeah. Or the classic chicken sandwich combo? I mean, it depends. What kind of spice? Do you like spice? I'm going to get the classic chicken sandwich combo. I'm coward. Okay. With pickles. Should I get mayo? No. Cinnamon apple pie. What are you going to get as your side? I don't know. 
I haven't decided. I haven't got that far into this. What are the yet. chances? What are the I've chances? I just decided gets, right now on the air. What if the chance, should I record this for content? Del- well, I, the thing that I want to know is: Does this get delivered before the show is over? There's a small chance if I order it right now. Okay, that then, we get there. Then that then the bid will pay off, and then if not, can you record eating the sandwich and we'll of course. save it and we'll you okay of course. Perfect. Perfect. Check the tape. Uh, Dear Maker Wednesday, Kyle orders the Popeye's chicken sandwich. That's what you're we got to take our today, time folks. getting out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because in the pre-show, Joe told me that we kind of need to expedite the close of the show because something's getting delivered to his house as well. Oh, so my goodness. Chaos all over the place. So Expected delivery to time is 23 to 33 minutes from oh, now. There, oh, folks, good, there good, is a chance good. I am closing the show today and everybody's gone. There's a chance that that happens. <laughs> well, I would just get up and go get it. It's not a problem. That's my, my order is being processed as we speak. So I've ordered my first Popeye's chicken sandwich. All right. We, we are checking the tape, but we don't know what we're checking the tape on, or at least I don't. Yeah. So Joe has built this up as this big mystery, like 1%. We might be talking about the same thing. So I'm eager for him to reveal <laughs> what it is that he thinks there's a chance we overlap on. I just said there's a non-zero chance. And so like before we record, it's like, hey, what do you got for check the tape? Because we independently do this stuff. And, Correct. you know, sometimes we say, OK, what do you got? What does Joe have? And, and then we say, OK, that would be better to go first or second. And we decided to... Um, to forego that and just uh, see what see what happens. So, folks, I am ready. I checked the tape on Mr. Aaron Rodgers throwing three interceptions against the Detroit Lions, and so I wanted to talk about all three of those throws and uh, see if there's a, a bigger issue here with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, no. <laughs> what do you got, Kyle? Um, they'll just allow me to sip my bourbon in peace. Are you not? We'll find, wait, so you're just we'll going to do? Oh wait, yeah. no, no! We're, we're going to talk about it. If you also we're talk about it, Rogers, well, you can't no, do it's, it. It's part of it's part of the bit. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll talk about it after we go oh, through. Gosh. And I I'll have contributions because I've, I've I've seen the interceptions, so I'm I'm privy. Okay. So we'll uh, we'll talk about well, it. No, you answered the question. It, your your item is not this, so we don't we'll have see. the overlap. Oh, well, you no, don't know that. <laughs> it's definitely not. I don't think you would do that. But okay, go ahead, Joe. All right, so. So um, one of my pro scouting responsibilities for the Draft Network is the Detroit Lions. And so I want to spend some time with the Detroit Lions today. But after Kyle really kind of, I don't know, hyped up the three interceptions from Aaron Rodgers, just kind of based on how weird that is for him, I wanted to kind of make that a point of emphasis for our conversation today. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers has started 200 and how many games? 215 games in the NFL. He's thrown a hundred hundred interceptions, and he hasn't Isn't thrown that double. Insane? Di- it's it's very that in insane. itself is insane. It's very insane. Uh, he hasn't thrown double digit interceptions in a season since two thousand and ten. The guy has five three interception games for his career. One of them being Sunday against the Lions, twenty seventeen against Carolina, two in two thousand eight, and one in two thousand nine. This is not normal for Aaron Rodgers to throw interceptions. Uh, I mean, like for the season now, he's at a 2.2% interception, like on, on attempts of throws, 0.8 last year, 1% the year before that, 0.7 the year and, before that, 0.3. This is weird, man, that he and, did this. And and 2% is like the career average of Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and Tua Tagovailoa. Like each of them is floating right around 2% yeah. career interception rate. I think Josh Allen's at like 2.5% for his career. So this is like... 1.3 that's like for, half for his career it's half 
and the sample size couldn't be that bigger, right? Right. It's insane. His touchdown interception ratio, he, like he is a, I don't, well, I don't know, four sixty three to hundred. We're not going to reduce yeah. fractions here. I tell you that, but that's good. Well, a hundred makes it really easy. It's four point six three to every one. You just move the decimal place I'll tell over you. two spots. Was that draft the dudes was do that math? The, that was the best draft dudes do math moment in the history of the show, right there. Because yeah, it was instantaneous and it was right. So, ah, glory, glory, <laughs> hallelujah. So Aaron Rodgers threw three of them against the Detroit Lions. Big win for the Lions. Big loss for the Packers. Is that their fifth in a row? And they lost. Oh wow, the the order is being picked up. This is going to happen on the show. It is. Um, and so so while so while everybody gets ready for Kyle to eat this chicken sandwich, let me talk about these three interceptions. That was a food squad. Uh, <laughs> chicken. It's, oh, it's fried chicken. Okay, back on track, please. Back on track, Aaron Rodgers. Please and thank you. In the freezer cold. <laughs> the food's good. It's, it's chicken. Three chicken sandwiches. Chicken. <laughs> All right. So the first interception, first to goal from the five. RPO glance route to Alan Lazard. It was open. Good route. The problem was Derek Barnes stuck out his right arm, tipped the ball into the air. Kirby Joseph came down with it. This is just one of those deals where I think Derek Barnes made a really good play to stick out his arm and introduce the variance of the ball going up. I think you can maybe make a case that Aaron Rodgers needs to, to get the ball up a little bit more, but he had a window. It was all on schedule. Derek Barnes stuck his arm out and made a good play. The next interception, fourth and goal. So these are bad inter- These are horrible timing for these interceptions. Fourth and goal from the one. Uh, David Bakhtiari is is eligible, the left tackle on the play, and Aaron Rodgers rolls right, throws left while he's fading backwards, and the ball is severely underthrown. And Aiden Hutchinson was able to just catch it. It, it was, it was, it was must have been five or six yards underthrown because of the fading back and kind of throwing back against his momentum. I think my issue with this interception from Aaron Rodgers was that it was just too assuming. Um, the entire process was too assuming, and Bakhtiari was open, but Aaron Rodgers had to get the ball to him. And I don't think Aaron Rodgers thought about the possibility of throwing the football to anybody else on this play. They had other routes. They ran mesh in the middle of the field. And well, Sam- let's be fair. You're not going to throw OT throwback to not – you're not going to call OT throwback to not throw it to the offensive tackle. That's part of the I the I get it, but then you have to make the throw. Right. You ha- Like, you can't, you can't throw it six throw. yards short. You Super easy six, throw. A six-yard overthrow would have been fine. You, you just couldn't do that. So I think the word that I go back to was assuming. Everything about the play was very assuming. Um, and so, yeah, if you, I mean, as a layer to the play, I think you can, you could say, well, okay, he didn't consider any other options, but he did have other options. And the fact that he underthrew the ball and was assuming told me that it was Bakhtiari or nothing. And I understand that, but you have to make the throw. I, I do put that one squarely on Aaron Rodgers for the way he threw that football. He sold the play, but then he didn't deliver the throw. It was good awareness by uh, Aiden Hutchinson as well. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah, that was good awareness by Hutchinson, but like but still a bad throw. Even so. Yeah, yeah. even so. <laughs> yeah. Okay, throw it over him. The last interception, this is this was the worst one. Second and 10 from the 23, 8 to nothing ball game, 924 left in the in the third quarter. Um he forced one to Big Bob Tunyon. 
on a seam route. And Kirby Joseph. Bob, <laughs> Bob Tunyon. <laughs> Pro Bowler, right? Never forget. Never forget. Uh, yeah, don't leave him off uh, your ballot. Yeah. Uh, Kirby Joseph kind of undercuts the route. He knew he had help over the top from Deshaun Elliott, who uh, it looked like to me they were in cover three. He was at deep third. There was no threat. He squeezed down. And um, Kirby Joseph undercut the throw. And so I, I thought it was a bad decision. It was a bad throw. And, I mean, Kirby Joseph had had earlier, like just a few plays earlier, made a really nice pass breakup over the middle of the field on a kind of a similar route. It was more of an underthrown pass um, that if Rodgers would have got it out further, it would have been a touchdown. But Kirby Joseph made a good play in the ball. And, you know, it felt like Aaron Rodgers should have had an awareness to Kirby Joseph after the game that he had. But uh, it was another assuming throw that was a bad decision. Um, in a tight window where it didn't feel like Rodgers had any feel for the underneath defender or the the defender in, in Deshaun Elliott that was squeezing down on the route. So I thought the entire game, Aaron Rodgers did some good things in it, but I thought the entire game, he, he felt very just, I don't know if loose is the word with the ball, but it just felt like he would, he felt like he could just like throw darts with no resistance from Detroit and Detroit was aggressive and made plays on the ball all day long. So I think you had legitimately two interceptions here and keeping in mind, Aaron Rodgers has only had like 18 multi-interception career games, right? Like that's not normal either, but it looked to me like I, I watched an assuming quarterback on Sunday in Aaron Rodgers. Well, and let's, Let's also acknowledge I by the way, I did not do the Aaron Rodgers interceptions. So I just wanted to clear the air there. But um Joe, you and I reached out or or you reached out in a, a chat that that we are both in with somebody who's pretty plugged into the NFC North and follows one of the teams and um the feedback that that he gave us was that, you know, observing that game from the sidelines, Rogers pretty pretty checked out for what's happening right now. So I think that's important context too. When you, when you use words like assuming Mm -hmm. we just going through the motions, are we just trying to get through it? No, I I think that for a lot of quarterbacks, it would be unfair to have that perspective on, but I I think you look at Aaron and, and what his last 12 to 18 month trajectory has been, and obviously he won the MVP last year and was playing really good football, but the whole retirement thing that went back and forth and kind of putting the team in a bind when he comes back and the way he's talked about his teammates and now the performance on the field. I think it's a fair observation. He, he said at one point, Sammy Watkins tried to come up to, to him and try and talk and Aaron just kind of like, casually walked away and didn't engage in the conversation. So I hear your assessment of those interceptions and I've seen all three interceptions and I think it's, it's pretty accurate. Uh, and pair that with that feedback that we got from somebody that was at the Detroit game and was watching Aaron specifically. And it's like, man, like, I don't know how much better this is going to get if at all the rest of the way for green Bay. I thought, I thought they found something. I really did second half against Buffalo and, and, like there were times in that game against Detroit where I was like, you know what? That looks like Aaron Rodgers to me. That's a good throw, you know, really good placement, good read. But 
it's not there consistently. And let's be honest. I mean, if any one of those three interceptions doesn't happen, I think they probably win the game. But an assuming player couldn't get it done. And then the, the, I think the last drive, when they had a chance to, like, win it, those decisions bothered me more than any of the three interceptions where he kind of, like, rushed it a little bit and, like, mm-hmm. didn't really give his team a good chance, and it was right there. I think that, more than the interceptions, the way he executed on that last drive was the was the the kind of the clincher for me that I would buy into him kind of being checked out. That was an embarrassing finish of that game for him. So uh, we'll see how that storyline continues to progress because the uh, the Packers, let's do the thing real quick. They are second in the NFC North, full transparency. Mm-hmm. But they are home against the Cowboys. L. Home against the Titans. I don't. I don't like that matchup for them. They don't. They can't stop the run, man. Like their defense is good, but they don't stop the run. Like that's. They could fall into Tennessee script really easily, in my opinion. At Philadelphia. Yeah, not good. That's the next three. And then you're at Chicago. Uh, you're home mm-hmm. against the Rams. Hmm. Uh, you're at the Dolphins. And then you are home against the Vikings and close at home against the Lions. It's tough, man. I mean, what'd you think? Three wins maybe in there? Maybe four? Yeah, I mean, I, I really don't like the next three, right? That's the, the next three is pretty scary. Dallas, Tennessee, and Philadelphia, your next three games, and you're currently on a, what, a five-game losing streak at three and yep. six? Yeah, and I tell you, you, if you get to three and nine, the wheels are going to come off that bus real quick, and everybody could be checked out. Yeah. Oh, if that happens, you come out of the bye week with Jordan Love as your starting quarterback, right? And he, he's give he gets four <sighs> games to close the year. You're going to hit him with the Eli Manning treatment. Look at Chris. Chris had the same reaction I did. Big out. I, I don't know that you're necessarily wrong, but just you know like spo- letting it you know sink in Bob is like um. Oh, you know the SpongeBob meme when he's under where the he's rock, leaning he's up like, against the thing. Whoo! That's yeah. me when you just said that. That's me responding to that. I know it's, it sounds I, crazy. I get it, but like, whoo. I don't know that he's wrong. Like the worst. If you're three okay. and nine, what's the point? What's the point? Rodgers is going to be gone anyway. Well, so you that's what that's where this gets interesting because on one hand, you could play that card. Okay, Aaron Rodgers is going to be gone anyway, so you got to get Jordan Love some game reps. But also, is there a, okay, Aaron, like, hey, this wasn't our year. Let's re- let's regroup in the offseason. Let's showcase what Jordan assets? here. Dude, I don't know. I'm trying to paint give something here. <laughs> you got to like they have first round pick. I don't know like you you sell that as okay, let's showcase Jordan here for these last four games of the season and see if we can get an asset back. Man, you're going to let Aaron double down and hold you hostage again this offseason? I don't know. But he was the NFL MVP <laughs> two years in a row. Like he he finessed this so man. He did. he did. But they ain't winning anything this year. I'd say that was certainty. And I, and I guess the thing is you got the answer. You got your answer. It, it's gonna cost you a lot. It's gonna but cost you, got you like 150 answer. milli. <laughs> yeah, you hate that. You hate that because we would have never seen it, right? 
If they just right. moved on, if they just moved on from Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love was a quarterback of this team and everything was basically this, they're three and six, everyone's probably going, Oh my God. They they let Aaron Rodgers go and it got worse. Well, at least you got to see it, right? Right. At least your transition started and you didn't make the crippling commitment because God. they're going to be on the hook for for salary cap ramifications for the Rodgers deal, whether he's here or not here. That's so. that's the that's the part where it gets tough for me. In uh, what so, planet did you need to give him fifty million? And for that's crazy. Because it was either that or he walked. And we said, well, we want to win a Super Bowl. So Well, they tried. They tried. Uh my check the tape is inspired by the couple things. First of all, the farce of a press conference that we endured on Monday night during Monday oh, night no. football. Very kind of the Colts to push that back and and run that at the same time as the actual Monday night football game to try and slip the insanity that was this introductory press conference for Jeff Saturday. Did you guys read the transcript? Mm -hmm. Like Jeff Saturday straight up asking like, why the hell are you calling me? Chris, you you reacted to Uh, it. I I was just saying the TDM premium watch along. We were doing a TV premium watch along, and they were just dumping quotes in there for me to react to. And I was like, you guys are making this stuff up. Like, this is a parody of what a press conference should be. Right. No, but it's real. Jim Irsay, top, top quartile of the top quartile of winners in the NFL since 2000. If you guys weren't aware. But that math's not right. Like, I'm not a draft dude, but right? But, like, he said they're top four, right? So we're the fourth winningest franchise in the NFL since 2000. I'm not a math guy, but if there's 32 teams, the top quartile is eight, correct? I, I don't know what a quartile is. I've never heard that Quar- word. Like right a one, so one quarter. quarter. So it's quarter. One quarter. So it, yeah, top quarter. 25% is eight. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So top 25% of eight, because he said they were top quartile of the top quartile. Okay. Is, is that not two? It's two. Oh, God. Draft dudes do math. <laughs> I, I don't want to do this. Well, I'm better pretty sure it's than Jim Irsay. I think it's two. It's two. Top quartile of top quartile. If 32 becomes eight and you take a quarter of eight, it's two. Yeah, I think so. We're better at math than Jim Irsay. Print the shirts. Anyway, so that, that whole thing is happening, right? And as, as we're digesting it, I come across a tweet from Daniel Jeremiah. And the Colts are one of my teams, so I'm I'm very familiar anyway. So I just kind of went back and watched over a couple games. But Daniel Jeremiah had the tweet that was this. What are the most important positions in today's game? Quarterback, edge, left tackle, wide receiver, and corner. His question was was this. Most would have those five in some order. How many of these positions are filled with elite players for the Colts? (laughs) None. Quarterback? Edge, left tackle, wide receiver, and corner. None. So I went back, and I've obviously done the roster assessment. We did the uh, roster talent power rankings for the midseason that's going to drop this week. The Colts have five roster cornerstone and elite players, Joe. How many of them can you name off the top of your head? Five, like, of the the roster? uh, Yes. Uh, Yeah, I I think I can do it. Uh, Jonathan Taylor? One, he's hurt. Uh, Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson is another. He has not played to his typical standard this year, but he is should still be considered an elite roster cornerstone. DeForest Buckner. 
Uh, DeForest Buckner is another one. Yes, that's correct. You're three for three. Shaquille Leonard. Shaquille Leonard is number four. Yes. Glad to see him back healthy after he missed the start of the year. You have one more. It's not a special teams player. Okay. Well, this this is interesting. An elite cornerstone player. Um, Man, I wouldn't. Isaiah Rogers is good. That's kind of crazy to put him in that category. Yeah, Brian Kelly's a good Rogers. center. Um, I feel like I shouldn't be missing low hanging. I guess Ryan, you're nodding. Ryan Kelly is yes, it Ryan Kelly. Yes. Okay, I, I have Ryan Kelly classified as the fifth. All right, elite roster cornerstone relative to their individual spectrums. So you have two interior offensive linemen, an interior defensive lineman, a stack linebacker, and a running back. I'll I'll do you one better. How many players outside of guard? Like if you put a formation on the field and you go guard, anybody outside of that, how many quality starters do the Colts have? Uh, Pittman. Pittman's one. Braden Smith. Not the way he's played this year. Have him scored as an adequate starter, not a quality starter. That's probably it for offense. Um, uh, defense, yes, it is. Defense, uh, Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore, yes. Isaiah, uh, I, I'm, man, Kenny Moore should be. Kenny Moore is, that's correct. Um, I don't know what how you how you feel about Ngakwe and Quiddy Pay. Um, I have Ngakwe as an adequate starter. Uh, Quiddy Pay, I actually just put into quality starter bucket based on his actual play, but it's a small sample size, so like it's still a to be determined. But like I'll spoil it for you, that's it. Yeah. So the entire roster, you got a strong spine in the middle, and you have nothing outside of that. I mean, you you have very limited resources. Uh, you have. An adequate starter at right tackle. You have a replacement level player playing at left tackle right now in Dennis Kelly. You have a rookie, a day two rookie, and two replacement level players at wide receiver in Campbell and Ashton Dullin. Isaiah Rogers is a good player. He needs to play more. And I know they, they've transitioned into him. He plays cornerback for, for Indianapolis. But Stephon Gilmore is not a long-term answer to the puzzle there at cornerback. So I'm looking at all this, and I'm like, yeah, man, like th- this is... Um, we had like a three-year stretch consecutively where the Colts consistently had the number one salary cap space in the NFL. And then they trade for DeForest Buckner, and we kind of go through the merry-go-round with, with the quarterback position. And I came back to this quote from Chris Ballard that just absolutely blew my mind yesterday. Chris, sorry, you're going to have to slap the expletive tag on the show today. Mm. Chris Ballard from Andrew Ciliano, quote, at the press conference, Y'all been kicking the shit out of me for not drafting wideouts, and now we're underperforming on the offensive line. Well, Chris, wait until you get a load on who was responsible for building the offensive line, bro. Uh, Hey, he's a winner. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. But I'm... Our resolutions to the premium positions was a 30-plus-year-old corner in Stephon Gilmore. Fine. He's been a good player but he's not a long-term answer. A day two offensive tackle in Bernard Raymond, who played tackle for like two years prior to being a tight end at Central Michigan. 
yeah, we we continue to draft defensive ends. Quiddy Pay looks like he's going to be a hit. But the players that we invested in before that were Taekwon Lewis, Ben Banigou, Deo. Still haven't figured out how to say his last name. One of these days I will. Like it's all the same player. It's all the same body type. It's all these slow burn. Well, Banigou's a little bit more twitched up, but the edge group largely, the reason it's found some life is because you got a guy in Yannick Ngakwe who's everything that wasn't the four guys that you drafted to play at the edge position. And then there's the quarterback position and situation. So, I don't know, man. I, I really struggle with absolving, and it really feels like Chris Ballard is going to come out the other end of this, and Jim Irsay said he absolutely expects Jim yeah. or Chris Ballard to be back for the GM in 2023. So, I get the only possible explanation here, right, is that Frank Reich was the one who was all in on Matt Ryan, and Ballard didn't want to do it, but he bent to it, and... Oh, my, my sandwich is here. Um, and then as this season has deteriorated, Ballard went to Ursa and was like, hey, by the way, I didn't want to do this. You, you know what, Kyle? We, we, I, I, I'm certain there's some turmoil there between Reich and Ballard because now that you've said all that and we've had this press conference and Frank Reich's been fired, I remember in Frank Reich's, in Frank Reich's press conference where he talked about the benching of Matt Ryan, Part of what he said was, we didn't live up to our commitment to Matt Ryan where we promised protection and we promised a running game. If that isn't a shot at Chris Ballard, I don't know what is. And so I think with Ursay saying what he did about Ballard and Reich being fired, I think we had a little bit of a rift here. And Ballard won. Ballard played the game. He brown-nosed. He's the one that aligned with Ursay. He's the one that's employed, and Frank Reich is not. It's incredible how the Colts have been a consistent winner, but a two-game lapse at the end of the year last year, and then a bad first half crumbled the whole thing. It's amazing. I mean, they, they were super successful with Phillip Rivers. They were, what, 11-5? and five? Yeah. Had the Bills on – I mean, they had a chance to win the game at the end against the Bills in that playoff game. Yep, they had possession. In the final two minutes. Five different week one starting quarterbacks in five seasons. I mean, this is the new Carolina Panthers left tackle, but worse. Because it's the most important position. So I, I just went went back courtesy of the, the tweet from DJ. I was like, you know what? Let me, let me just check my work here. Let me go back and watch a couple games, and I'm going to specifically watch some of the premier positions. And, yeah, I mean, you have – three quality starters across both sides of the ball in those top five critical positions. And one of those quality starters is a nickel corner. And none of them are considered roster cornerstones, elite football players. It's a hard way to win. All right. Well, we have a, uh, Chicken sandwich to eat? Yeah. Yeah. We're not, we're not, the tier maker's not starting Joe. He's going to eat the chicken sandwich first. No, Let's we'll right talk here. about the presentation. I mean, let's t walk us through it, Kyle. This is a okay, big moment. Okay, so we got some mayonnaise. On, uh, National Fried Chicken Day. It's not uh, mayo. That's the sauce. The sauce? That's the sauce. Where's yeah. my pickle? Ah, your I sandwich is going to be better pickle. without. Uh, it's going to be better because of it. So, 
Okay, so I mean, we can obviously see it here for those of you who are just Chris and Joe, because that's we record. <laughs> uh, the bun looks very enticing. Like they toast the bun a little bit. Um, the chicken looks good. Good keep, amount of are you breading? Are you going to keep the the wrap on? Did you take the wrap off? Uh, I have it on for my hand because I'm okay. sitting here. I got two Apple computers and an iPhone sitting right in front of me, and I don't want to get my hands greasy tell you, for the keyboard. It's 9.30 in the morning. Now I want one of those. Well, it's actually 11.30 in the morning. Hate to be the, <laughs> right. to be the bear. Not you live on. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm going to take my first bite, and then we'll move on to okay. Tearmaker, okay? We can move to Tearmaker, which we're Tearmaker. I mean, I'm going to spin I'm gonna spin the sandwich yeah, so I get a lot I'm of fun. I'm glad you did that. I don't... I didn't like Instead that bite just, you were about to take. Yeah, it was it was going to be a tough piece. bite. That was going to be yeah. a tough bite. Yeah, it was like Italy hanging out of Europe with just yeah, fried yeah, chicken hanging out of the yeah. sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> so, okay. All right. By the way, we're here's making wholesome bite. It's the halfway point. Half of the end. You can eat your sandwich and then take your bite. Yeah. We can talk about it. All right, go ahead. I'll get out of the way. Sorry. No, tell tell everybody what we're making now that I've put it all the way and I have the teeth marks on the bun, but I pulled so, it back out of my mouth to tell you to go ahead and proceed with the program. Bite the we'll damn sandwich. We are at the halfway point of all the games that are going to be played in the all NFL right, regular go. season. Literally the halfway point. So we're going to tear out the teams and where they stand. Oh my god! Told you. I told you. The special. actual chicken's amazing. It's it's special, dude. It's very juicy. That's a sound bite. Clip that. It's very juicy. <laughs> Dude, I can't get over this. This is so good. All right. So it's. it's Everybody makes the chicken so dry, you know, but this isn't dry chicken. It's fried chicken. <laughs> no, no. Stop. Everybody contain yourself. Tear Maker Wednesday. What was the assignment? So I, the I, assignment I did it. was. We are doing we are doing power rankings, and these are the tiers for all of the NFL teams: favorites, Super Bowl contenders, pretty solid, meh, or trash. And we mm. have all thirty-two teams, and we're going to put them in those buckets because we are literally at the halfway point in terms of games being played. So, sort of, kinda, sort of, kinda. What do you mean, sort of, kinda? Seventeen games, man. No, literally, the amount of games that get played in the regular season, we've played half of them. Oh, okay. Did you not listen to me say that? Come on, Joe. Yeah, no, I was watching Kyle eat a chicken sandwich. I heard that, I heard that while eating the chicken sandwich and changing my entire okay. life thanks to our friends at Popeye's. Call me. But pretty good sandwich, right? It's pretty good. Dude, yeah. That, it's it, excellent. To have, a, to have a fast food fried chicken sandwich that doesn't be that good, burn up the chicken is something right. special. It is special. It is I special. like fried chicken. Okay. How do you want to do this? Team by team. Yeah. Right, but I've Same already put all, Right, but I've already put all of the teams into the thing. So how what order okay, do find we a to... list of teams and read them. Right. Do you, the same do thing it? we we always do. All right. Well, easy there. Okay, guys, don't don't be who we thought me. We I'm, I'm just a little a I, too. I just float around here, okay? <laughs> so all right, we'll do we'll do by standings. We'll do by standings and we will go to the Yo, what do they put in the die coat, too? Put in the lead here. <laughs> What are you being? Is it like a, a McDonald's special diet code? Because you know it's like a little different there than everywhere else. Okay, it is a little different. So we will start. We will start with the AFC East, and we'll just go through the divisions that way. The Buffalo Bills favorites. I mean, you have to consider them to be favorites right now. I have them in the Super Bowl contenders tier. Oh, you the favorites. He, he oh saw the loss God. of the Jets and said, "I'm not impressed." The other, yeah, the yeah. other seven <laughs> games don't matter. <laughs> Good to me. 
Look at Chris Schubert trying to be an enemy here, man. I gave you all the flowers you could ask for this week. And and I was very respectful about the flowers. And by the way, this isn't disrespectful. I have them in the Super Bowl contenders tier. No, it's pretty disrespectful. <laughs> I'd say I'd say you're part of a small percentage of the world that might think that. Now, if you want to tell me that Josh Allen's torn uh, has a torn UCL and he's going to miss four games and that derails the entire season, well, then say it. I, yeah, we, we need it, to we need to find out what the situation we do need right, to find but out I'm what the situation. He, I, I'm is hedging a little bit. This but, is a bit of a hedge on my part. Yeah, you I'm hedging. coward. That's a renowned coward moon. The New York Jets, trash. <laughs> <laughs> I got them in pretty solid. I also have them in pretty solid. So I have them as well. Pretty solid. That's what they are as a football team. The Miami Dolphins. Look how smuggy is about it. Mm-hmm. They are pretty solid. You're right. They yeah. are pretty solid. Yeah. <laughs> Let's the Bills. Super, Super Bowl contenders. I reluctantly also put them in the contenders bucket. Pretty Why? solid. Why reluctantly? Pretty solid. Because because Wait, I have what? been groomed. I have what? been groomed to expect. Chris is going to say, "Well, the Jets beat the Dolphins and scored 40 Jesus. points, even though they didn't have their starting quarterback, both starting offensive tackles, their top two cornerbacks in the game, and their third string quarterback turned the ball over three times in the fourth quarter to set them up on fourth for for all fourth true. quarter scores." He could say, "It doesn't matter. The Jets beat them, so they're it, all I got to put them in the same bucket as the Dolphins." Not the reason. Those top two tiers have to be elite of the elite. You can't just jam teams in there. <laughs> I've got what, the four, what more do you want from the Bills? They have the like have, by far the highest. Eight Joe, eight Joe. I've got five teams in the favorite and Super Bowl contenders tier combined. Five, I have eight. I have eight. Right, I have two. Oh, this is too insane many. to me. Eight is this too is many. This is insane, Chris. The Bills are top three on offense and defense in the league. Like Joe, what do they you are, want, Chris? Joe, they are literally the first team in the Super Bowl contenders tier. I have them. I ordered them within the tier. They're I the can't top. wait. Do you have anybody in the favorites bucket? I have one team in the favorites bucket. If it's Chris. the Chiefs, you're finished. If Chris. it's the Chiefs, you're finished. Answer, with me. answer me this: Who played in the Super Bowl last year? Who played in the Super Bowl last year? The Cincinnati yeah. Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams. Okay, what seed were each of those in their respective conferences? Uh, they were not the top seed. I can tell you that. Oh, they were both the four seed. So if yes. you took both conferences and combined them together, like you would say, there's like eight total teams in that package, no, and the not, two bottom seeds made the playoffs. Here. That's not. No, no. That's no. That's that causation equals correlation. That's not what that means. Stop. Okay, Get out of minute. here. Wait a minute. I'm okay. just saying you're I'm all ready. offended. I got eight teams in the Super Bowl contenders and favorites many. here. It's too many. It's not because if you took the teams from last year, the top four teams on each side, the bottom but, two made it. But last year has okay. nothing to do with this year. The teams are totally different. You're evaluating the teams okay. on this season, this bucket. This is when, when, when I ask myself the question, okay, who am I putting in the Super Bowl contender bucket? I've had it, have had a half of a season to evaluate. And with that information, I said to myself, would it surprise me if this team won the Super Bowl or got to the Super Bowl? And if the answer was no, I put them in that bucket. And so I have seven teams in the Super Bowl contenders bucket. Joe, and I have good three process. in the favorites bucket. You have 10 teams in those three. two tiers? You have a yes. third of the league. A third of the league oh, you yeah, think right now has that's a more Which is less the than Super the Bowl? amount of teams that will make the playoffs. Which is less than the amount of teams that will make I just, I the can't. playoffs. Let's go. We Let's gonna... go. We, no, no, Let's no. Go. We, we got to talk about the Dolphins. You said reluctantly, Kyle, and Chris is like, no. Wait, what do you, what do you, they have a unique football team. They do. That, like, 
could they not? Could you not talk yourself into saying to yourself, you know what, man, this is uh this is the type of scheme evolution that we haven't seen since the Rams in the early two thousands, and they're going to be a problem until somebody, you know, there's some type of blueprint out there. Like you couldn't see that. You don't think they have the horses on defense once they get healthy? I do, but I have been preconditioned as somebody who has spent as much time being emotionally invested in the team as I had that I don't want to put them in that air because then the expectation expectations minus reality equals disappointment, right? So for, for, so for me, I can't speak for Chris, but for me, that's why I say I did put them in the contender's bucket, but it was reluctantly because every time we've gotten to this point, the wheels find a way to come off the bus. Right, but but you're you're making this Dolphins team pay for the sins of of teams. I am six years Cam, ago that Cam Cameron, not a sing- Dave Weinstead. Right, the- that's exactly what you two are doing by putting thirteen teams in the top tier by saying, well, every year there's you know more teams in the play. You got to look at the teams this year. You look at I just why not at me. I'm staying consistent with my energy. I'm doing the same thing for both. I did. I just told you. I looked at it through this year. And and based on what I've learned, it, it I thought Super Bowl contenders was fine. There cannot be that many teams that you legitimately think are Super Bowl contenders. All right, let's hear yes, the grievances at the end. Can. Let's right. hear the grievances at the end. I have the Miami Dolphins in the pretty solid tier with the Jets. Just so we're clear here, nonsense. The New England Patriots, pretty solid. Meh. Playing good defense right now. So they're men. I have them in pretty. I have them pretty solid. They're the Baltimore Ravens, Super, Super Bowl, Bowl contenders. contenders, the Super Bowl contender Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Yes, we are in agreement. Little Our round of applause. We get a little and little consensus there. Hey Kyle, how do you feel about uh, the Dolphins beating two teams in the Super Bowl contender tier, but they're still only in in the pretty solid? Why? For, for why? Why are you doing this? Why? Why are you doing I, this? I don't it, because at no point because of you no, because of you no, Chris no at no point have any of my justifications been one because singular game you you, you I just put gave that you on two. me but you put that on me you assumed that was my logic it has nothing to do with my methodology I question your methodology the Cincinnati Bengals Super Bowl contenders pretty solid Pr- pretty solid get out of here Joe see this is where you're losing me now. Oh, they I just watched this team go they, to the Super Bowl. They went to the Super Bowl last year. Record. So, yeah, they went to the Super Bowl last year, so uh, they're Super Bowl contenders this year. They started slow because their quarterback didn't practice in the preseason. Got his appendix. What are we out. doing here? What are we doing here? Super Bowl contenders. Cleveland Browns. Pretty trash. Sad. Meh. Oh, okay. <laughs> we, went to, we went to range there. We went to range on that one. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Trash. 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 Yes, trash. The Tennessee Titans. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. Hold on. Where the heck They're going to make the playoffs, oh, but... No, no, I have them in Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. I knew you would, but... Of course I would. They're number one seed in the AFC last year. They're mm-hmm. they're scrappy. They're coming together this year. They got Chris, a winning just let script. it go. Just let it go. Absolutely. The, the Indianapolis Colts. Trash. 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 The Jacksonville Jaguars. Meh. Meh. I put them in meh. I put them in meh. Yeah. Yeah. They get a little. They get a little spunk to them. They're fun team. Well, they're they just, lose. Uh, they have they're six young. losses, but like five of them are like one score games. So like right. you know, like like getting down to the one yard line with uh, as time expires against the Giants right. and stuff like it's like ah, uh, you're you're entertaining at the very least. And I think they have some fascinating storylines with the Clemson guys as second year players and stuff. And so Devin Houston, Texas playing really well. Trash. Trash. We can move on. Okay, we're into the we're into the AFC West. The Kansas City Chiefs. 
favorites. favorites. Super Bowl contenders. Okay, so he only has the Chris Eagles. Chris literally just has the here. Eagles because they're okay. the best record right. in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Imagine imagine using what you've actually seen on the field this season as your justification for putting a team in this year. The Los Angeles Chargers. Imagine thinking I have it. Uh, Super Bowl contenders. Pretty solid. I also have them in Super Bowl contenders. They need to get better on defense, though. The Denver Broncos. Meh. 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 They get enough talent, but they're badly coached, and Russ got to figure out what the hell he's doing. The Las Vegas Raiders. Trash. 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 The Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, hold on. Let's let's appreciate the end of the AFC here before we switch gears so fast. Uh, I broke it down. I had two favorites in the AFC, Buffalo, Kansas City. I had three other Super Bowl contenders in Miami, Baltimore, and the Chargers. I had pretty solid New York Jets, New England Patriots, Cincinnati Bengals, Tennessee Titans. I think you can make a reasonable chance to bump Cincinnati up, but I'm going to leave them there. Uh, Met is Jacksonville, Denver, and then Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, Houston, and Las Vegas, all trash teams. You guys don't have to do that. I just wanted to do that because I, I, I got a full belly, full, full belly with a Popeye's chicken sandwich and whatever their special recipe Diet Coke is. So I feel good. The Philadelphia man, Eagles. Man, man, man. Uh, favorites. Favorites. Dallas Cowboys. You know, I put them in Super Bowl contenders. You know what? You know what I just noticed? They're not the on cow- here. The Cowboys logo is not on this thing. Yeah, they're not used. on here. They would go into the Super Bowl contenders tier for me, but they're not. Yeah, I, they, were, they were not an option. Yeah, I'm sitting here looking at my chart trying to find them, but uh, yeah, Super Bowl contenders. The New York Giants. Pretty solid. Nah. Pretty solid. Yeah, the, the talent's not there. Sorry. Oh, look at that. They're, they're right, right there. Pretty solid right there with the I'm Dolphins just surprised, and the Jets. I'm just surprised Joe didn't put the 6-2 and two New York Giants in the Super Bowl contenders tier. You Pretty know, solid. because he knows. He knows. The Washington Commanders. Meh. 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 The Minnesota Vikings. Super Bowl contenders. Super, Super Bowl, Bowl contenders. contenders. The Green Bay Packers. Trash. Meh. Trash. Oh, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. You yeah, guys are trash. trash. That's right. You're gosh darn right. We Five did. game losing streak, Woo! three and six. Aaron Rodgers checked out. See you later, man. Yeah, but it's like I hear you, but also the trash is bad. like Yeah, but trash is like Steelers in, yeah. I, and Colts. And they're playing three, three and they're five playing, and one Colts. The Packers man, have a worse record it. than that. I Joe, can't do it. They're playing that poorly. They've I lost five in a row. I, I know. I can't do it though. Okay, I can't that's put fine. Them in trash. You like, can't you because, be you're, you, because your methodology is terrible, but that's fine. No, it's not. It's perfect. The Chicago Bears. Meh. 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 Props Justin Field. Very very fun. The Detroit Lions. Meh. Trash, reluctantly trash. trash. Yeah, it's it's trash. it's. It, I I didn't want to do it, but they've got to be the trash tier. They're trash. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, you know that you know they have they have Tom Brady, so they're a Super Bowl contender. You know he's been there a bunch of times. Go ahead, Joe, sell me on it. Go ahead, put him there. I didn't. I put him in meh. I watched him play. <laughs> meh. <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons. I will. I will say the if, seed, if there if there is a team with a losing record in the NFC that turns it around and wins a playoff game, it will be Tampa Bay. I think they were seven and five the year they won the Super Bowl. Right. 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 Uh, sorry, Chris. Say it again. Who you got the Atlanta plus? Falcons. Meh. Meh. Uh, meh. As well. Yes. The New Orleans Saints. Meh. Meh. Trash. Oh come on! They're so banged up. Does that like okay, does, so, if if they were healthy? I, what with, is that? What does that have to do? No, 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 attacking you. Don't get offensive with me. Where they are as a team, they're trash. Right, but so let me ask you: If they were healthy, where would they be for you? I don't know because I don't know how they would have played if they were healthy. So, 
they are in actuality trash. If they were healthy, they'd be pretty solid. I put them in the middle. Or they would probably be pretty solid or meh, right? Like I don't. So Tampa, Tampa would be the favorite if they were healthy. Like, what are we doing here? The Carolina Panthers, trash, trash. trash. Seattle Seahawks, our Seahawks, pretty, pretty solid. solid, pretty solid. San Francisco 49ers. Super Bowl, Super Bowl contenders. contenders. Meh. Team is playing meh football you right now. You put the San Francisco 49ers. They're playing meh football right now. They are 4-4 four and four in a division that they Aren't should they five be. 5-4? and four? No, they're 4-4. Four and 4-4? Four. Four and four. Yeah, but they got to lay it this be... week, don't they? Be 5-4. The Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, they got to lay it. No, they've already played the Rams twice. No, I moved on to the next team, guys. Oh, That's what I was I, doing. I wanted to ask Kyle a question about the 49ers. Yeah, what's up? Do you, do you feel liberated knowing that you don't have to spend the season rooting against the 49ers? Very much so. Like, that's, that's got to be nice, right? Like, yeah, second year in a row. Do what you want to do, right? here, I'm like, all right, that's great, but the 4 o'clock game, I got to see what the 49ers right. do. It's going to really decide my day. Um, right. Do you remember when we used to be, like, avid 49ers haters, like, three years ago on the show? Doesn't it feel good to have that released from us, too, now that Chris is the the actual 49ers hater? Remember, we did, like, the playoff, yes. the season predictions. We had him at, yes. like, 6-10 and 10 or whatever, and then they won, like, right. 11 games and... Went to the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah, I do. I yeah. do remember this. Yeah. This is one of our big all-time preseason misses. Right. But now Chris Chris has taken the baton as, as draft dudes, 49ers hater. Yeah. At Shoe Radio, except for that's not his handle anymore. It's not my handle anymore. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams. Meh. Uh, meh. Meh. And the Arizona Cardinals, trash. Trash. Meh. You trash. put them in meh? Because I think trash is a special category for the Colts, Texans, Raiders, Steelers, and Panthers. So well, draft, dude, draft of- dudes do math. My okay. for- I'm asking for forgiveness. I actually have nine between the favorites and the contenders buckets. I have 11 now that the Cowboys, we learned that for some reason, whoever made it's, this tier maker thing had said, six. look six. at me. I just love everybody. Yeah. So the best part is we argued here on the show, and now we're going to go to a staff meeting and talk about the TDN midseason awards and probably argue some more. Great. Oh, a million percent. I'm excited, though. I mean, there were some pretty cool outcomes. And what the one thing that I did not do with any of my midseason award ballots was I did not look at any of the betting odds for any of them. Neither so just, did I. Uh, I just like sat and I pull up like, here's the statistical leaders in this category. Here's the standings, kind of go through each team, ask myself about players and, and standout figures from each. And I put together my ballot, and then when we we got the the full results that were revealed to us and we're going to go over them in today's meeting, it was really cool to um, see how my perception of the league aligned with with everybody else on the staff. I think we had like 12 ballots put in. So like we had a really good representation. And I, I, I we also made ballots here on the show. So all three of us mm-hmm. have ballots. Mm-hmm. So. Is that is I, that content? I, I well it could be. Maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. There's uh, one thing that I noticed in looking at just the we don't know who voted for what, but we saw the breakdown Not yet. of votes. Not well, yet. I know um, Ryan Fowler put in that fifth place vote for Depoy for John Allen. I know that. <laughs> well, you yeah you could and whoever like Nick Gates somebody had a vote in for him. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> oh, it was you. Oh, was upset wow. of the century. Joe is convinced was it was po- Rob Juden <laughs> or that Jack McKessie or Jack. 
Yeah, me. yeah. I I know that I gave a first place vote in a category where I was the only person that gave them a first place vote. I did that. I did that for Deepwater. I did that as well. I felt weird about that. Like I, <laughs> so, I was a little disappointed. What I, category? Well, wait. Do we want to do this or not? We, we can. I, I it was it was Deepoy for me. What was yours, Kyle? Coach of the year. Mine was coach of the year too. Who'd you vote for? Oh, wait a minute. Did you wait? Wait a minute. So, <laughs> so in the three coaches that let's see if no, let's see if 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 Chris can can guess this. Okay. Okay. So three different coaches got independent first place votes. Nick Sirianni. No, four of them did. Pete Carroll, Robert Sala, and Mike McDaniel. I'm responsible for one of them, and Kyle's responsible for one of them. So there, there were four singular votes. Sirianni, Carroll, Sala, and McDaniel all got yes. one singular first yes. place yep. vote. Yep. I know for a fact Joe didn't put Pete Carroll one. I know he didn't. I, I just know deep down that that was him. Pete Carroll was I, on my ballot. Yeah, I mean, but just not number one. I believe that Kyle gave Pete Carroll the first place vote. That's my guess. What about me? I think you gave Mike McDaniel the first place vote. Really? Okay. Are we are we ready to reveal this right now, Kyle? I, mean, I don't know yes. who Kyle's was. If I had to guess, I, know, I would I say Kyle's is either. Okay, well let's let's guess for each other. I think yours was Pete Carroll as well. I think yours was Nick Sirianni. <laughs> this could have been two truths and a lie. Kind of a yeah. mini version of it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm going to count the Chris count to three, and as sure. soon as he finishes the word three, say your answer, Joe. Your okay. your actual first place vote. Yep. One, two, three. Robert Pete Sable. Carroll. So you gave it to Robert Sala. Wow. Oh yeah, I did. Bobby Sala. Oh yeah, I did. Love to see it. Bobby Salad. Love. He's got multiple starting quarterbacks. Rookie coming in, didn't have a regular offseason. Finds a way to win four games with him playing bad. Big statement win over the Bills. Defense is playing great. Come on now. I want to know who gave the vote to McDaniel. I knew it wasn't you. And not like that because you don't like McDaniel, but I know that you've had, you've taken some exception with some procedural stuff and things like that. Yeah, I love burning two timeouts every half because we're yeah. late breaking the huddle because there's 14 seconds left when the call gets in. And instead of hurrying everybody to the line because you've got to shift in motion every play, you need a minimum of 22. And therefore, we just burn the timeout. I love that. Chris, who was your, who was your vote for in this one? Was it for Coach Fable? of the Year? Yeah. Uh, I believe I gave my vote. Hold on, I have my full ballot. Over wow, here. he's got real conviction. Watch him be the watch him be the lone person with Sirianni. No, I watch have Dable. Him. I have Dable. Okay. <laughs> no. Dable. Dable did get it right. for what it's worth. I don't not yeah, to Dave, get too yeah. not to give too much of it away, but Dable got like seven. It, it's out already. Votes. It's out already. It's fine. Oh, it is out. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah. I went Dable, Sirianni, Salah, Pete Carroll, Kevin O'Connell in that order. Those that was my ballot. Did you uh, okay? Did you do? Were you the singular vote for Quinnen as yes. Depoy? Yes, I was. I'll, can I tell you something about Quinnen? He was sure. on my ballot, and then I had to take him off because I fine. had to. F- I had to fit in Nick Bosa. Yeah. But he was and I understand. I understand. I'm gonna get grilled for it, but I, I Quinnen's just been. I don't think I had a single homer thing on mine. Yeah. That's the I had place a lot of I Buffalo. I I had a significant amount of Buffalo Bills, Joe. Did you some one per? Did you have the Von Miller vote? Uh, no, I did not have the Von Miller vote. Oh. Well, because I had Diggs, I have Diggs at some point for my my depoy, and I had Allen and MVP, but but he's not first. Diggs for depoy, huh? Oh, boy, is what I meant to say. Oh. Yeah, I didn't have him first because that's obviously Tyree Kill. Who didn't? Who are these? Cl- Barkley and Hurts? How do you? How do we have 
How do we have colleagues that didn't vote for Tyreek Hill as the O for How? Couldn't, be, what couldn't be me. I couldn't be one In of what those planet? colleagues. Could not have been me. Most definitely right. could not. Oh, have never been mind. Me. I am one of those colleagues that voted for Saquon. Oh, God. Oh, you idiot. We're, we got to be careful right, here. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino. <laughs> Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, we're done here. Thanks for thanks for joining the, the true draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino here on the show. Thanks to friends at Online <laughs> for their continued support of the show. Uh, really appreciate Joe talking me into getting a Popeye's uh, fried chicken sandwich day on fried chicken sandwich day and uh make sure you come back see us again tomorrow we got uh, a couple more shows lined up this week they're gonna be a lot of fun hope to see you then thanks for being here for another episode of the draft dudes podcast be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode while you were at it help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review want more head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com Or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.